Welcome to Spooky Stories number three. And this spooky story really isn't a story so much as it is me talking about the Terrifier series. With Terrifier 2 sweeping through the nation, making people throw up, evidently, I decided to watch the first one about a week ago and loved it. And then I watched the second one yesterday in theaters before they take it out and then put it on a streaming platform, I think called Screambox. And I decided to make this podcast because it's still the spooky season. Halloween is not yet here. And I want to talk about this groundbreaking and ambitious character that is Art the Clown, who I will say right now is the next slasher icon. And just make this episode about the movies, him, and just the love of horror and slashers that go into Terrifier 1 and 2. So with that being said, this episode may contain spoilers. It will actually. So if you want to see these movies, if you are someone who is a fan of slasher films and of horror films and you want to see them and you haven't seen them yet, you may as well turn it off now because I will be discussing plot details and also discussing some of the kills. So there will be descriptions of gory, totally messed up violence. So if you're not okay with that, then just turn it off here because from here on out, we are going full steam ahead about Terrifier 1 and 2 and Art the Clown. And with that warning, here we go. So what are these movies? So Art the Clown is a character in Terrifier 1 and 2, but also All Hallows Eve, and there's another film that I forget the name of. And in All Hallows Eve and the other film, he's kind of just a creepy background character, but Terrifier 1 was the movie that came out in 2016 that it was more of a showcase film of look at this creepy mime guy and look how brutally he kills people. And it was more of a proof of concept. And these movies center around Art the Clown and just the savagery that he inflicts upon those unfortunate enough to get in his path. And they are true slasher films. It's lots of kills. They are very gory. They are very over the top, slightly comedic in some instances, and they are meant to shock you. I like to think that when people saw the slasher films from the late 70s into the early 80s, there was a similar reaction of just like, oh my goodness, because we have people now that are apparently throwing up and passing out in theaters. And I'm sure that was the case 
in the first couple days of Terrifier 2 and people not really knowing what they were getting into when they bought the ticket and thinking they're just going to see a scary slasher film. Well, it turns out it's very, very graphic. And for those who have a weak stomach or are squeamish, I could see vomiting and passing out as a possibility. Now that it's been out for um, several weeks, it's, I, I don't think it's just, I, I, it's just not happening anymore. People are going to see it because they know what it is, which is what I did yesterday. So the movies are just about a, a mime. He's Art the Clown, but he's actually a mime. He doesn't make any noise at all whatsoever. And it's just him killing people. Very straightforward. And that's all there is to it. They did build the story up in Terrifier 2 a little bit. There are still a lot of questions that need answers, but they build it up to a third one, which I feel will also be a very strong film. And with that being said, we are going to move on to the man of the hour, Art the Clown. So Art the Clown is a mime who drags around a black sack, looks like a trash bag, but he carries all of his killing tools in it. So I can't see it being a trash bag because he has saws, guns, chains, knives, his cat of nine tails that has scalpels and scissors and knives on the ends of the, the whip parts. He just carries all this around in a black sack. And if it was a black garbage bag, it would all spill out because I can imagine the weight of that thing is pretty hefty. But it's basically just a, a mime walking around with this black sack of murder tools and goes and just kills people. Now, the most effective part of Art the Clown is the actor behind it. And I don't want to mess up his name, so I'm going to look it up really quick. I said it a million times yesterday trying to record this stupid episode. Um, just give me a little bit here. David Howard Thornton. I was going to say Dean Howard. I don't know why. So David Howard Thornton is the actor who plays Art the Clown. And if unverified comments on YouTube and Reddit are to be believed, he is actually a trained mime, which would make sense because... He plays Art the Clown so very well. Art the Clown, when he is in these movies, doesn't make a sound. He doesn't talk at all. He just emotes with his face and with his hands. And it's very unsettling because he's able to do it in in two different ways. He, he's either doing it in a very terrifying, creepy way where he is the killer, or he's doing it in a comedic way, which is twisted and you can't help but laugh 
there was a part in Terrifier 2 where he's trying on like these sunglasses in a costume store. And during that, I was actually laughing pretty hard because it was actually hilarious. And you're just watching this psychopath killer mime put on sunglasses and acting all weird. And it's funny, but you also know at the back of your head, well, he's definitely going to be killing a lot of people. So, you know, take that however you want. So, yeah, David Howard Thornton is able to emote very well as Art the Clown. It's, it's this weird, like, offshoot, I would say, of Jason and Michael Myers, who are also silent killers. Sometimes they do grunt, though, and they make noises. When Art the Clown gets hit, he doesn't make noises. He just mimes a scream. He'll open his mouth, and it looks like he's screaming, but he's not. Or he'll mime being hurt, but he doesn't actually make the sounds. So he's like he's a silent killer in that regard, but... He emotes. He he has all this expressive energy to him, and it's just it's kind of like those silent killers, but it's not because he's he's expressing with his face, and he does really good facial expressions, and they work very well with the prosthetic, and he's honestly speaking in a way. He speaks as a mime and it's it just works very well and it and it definitely hasn't been done before there's other slasher villains like um <coughs> pardon me uh freddy krueger for example he always makes little jokes and he has a charisma to him and he actually talks and it's like oh yeah whoa, and he'll just say some messed up thing and you know, attack people with his knife hand. So this is a weird little combination of it. And it works so very well. Art the Clown as a as a slasher villain is just so it just works. Anytime he is on screen, he commands everything because you're watching this this guy who is trained to be a mime evidently and you can tell he really loves doing his role especially with terrifier 2 all of the scenes where art is expressing his emotions be it like a terrifying mime or someone who's making fun of another person while killing them and laughing but not really because he's a mime it's just all very very well done. And I think it just further cements him as the next slasher icon, which I don't think we've had in quite a long time. Because if you think of the established slasher icons, you think, okay, well, clearly Jason, Michael Myers, Leatherface, I don't consider Pinhead to be a slasher icon. 
but we'll put him in there anyways. Freddy Krueger, Chucky. Off the top of my head, those are the only ones I can think of, but they're, oh, oh I guess Ghostface from the Scream series. Yeah, definitely him. Um, it's been a long time since we've had an addition to that cast of characters and Damien Leone is very good at just making him larger than life, totally, totally savage and brutal, which helps his case because these movies are extremely graphic. They're the goriest movies I've seen, I think ever. And I've seen like other films, um, like Cannibal Holocaust, those weird, like almost snuff film type things where it's filmed like a snuff film and it looks really just gnarly and brutal. I've seen those and it's, and it's like, all right, well, that's like its own energy. This is like, kind of not really being a snuff film but really it just goes to the the practical effects that damien leone is so good at doing that's what he did before becoming a director is he was a practical effects guy so he he loves the realistic gore and it's his thing and he just does it and he does it very well but yeah so art the clown as a as a slasher villain, while we don't really know exactly what his deal is, we know he is supernatural at this point. He's He has some kind of supernatural ability to come back from death. He shot himself in the head and blew his brains out of the back of his head in the first Terrifier. But at the very end of that movie, in the morgue, when they unzip the thing, the little body bag, he he comes back to life and then grabs the morgue guy. And that actually ends up being the first kill in Terrifier 2. So, um, so he's clearly some kind of supernatural, like, demon mime or something. But on that note, we're going to switch over to talking about Terrifier 1 very quickly. And... Then we'll move on to Terrifier 2, and then we'll do maybe what's the future of this thing. So you might get an ad right now, and if you do, I'm sorry, but it's i got to make a little bit of money here. I've only made like $14 since I've been doing this for a year, but hey, every cent counts. So Terrifier 1. Now I have to say this. The only reason I even watched that movie was because a coworker of mine told me about the people throwing up during Terrifier 2, and I was like, okay. So on my breaks, I went on IMDb, and I looked at the parent's guide for both of the movies, and you can look at the descriptions of the violence and gore, and I read through it, and I'm like, damn, all right, that's a, that's a really gnarly movie, so... That night, I went home and I watched it. I actually rented it on my Xbox. And uh, I actually really liked it. Terrifier 1 has absolutely no story whatsoever. There's like sort of a story. But mostly it's 
people that are in a building that gets locked up by art get killed in these creative and brutal ways. And it's not very long. It's, I want to say, an hour and a half. And it's just an hour and a half of people getting killed by Art the Clown. Now, there's a very brutal, absolutely horrendous kill where Art saws a girl in half with a hacksaw that I'm not going to not going to describe any further because if you want to see it, you can see it. But it's the one scene that the director, Damien Leone, wanted to supplant in the second one, which he very successfully does. And I don't know how, but yeah, it's it's just an hour and a half of people running away from a mime and eventually getting caught and killed by him. There's only one survivor and you see her in the beginning and they say, oh, this is the survivor of that attack where nine people died. And it turns out that um, Art was eating her face at the end of the movie. And so that's why she looks so disfigured. She looks really bad in the beginning of the movie. And it's actually the first, I would say, jump scare because it the like you see this interview on a little TV. And as soon as the the uh the fuzz of the tv goes away it kind of clears up and then you see her and then it's like boom oh geez that's what she looks like it's not a movie that relies on jump scares at all whatsoever it more relies on the practical effects and the gore and just the obviously the, the acting of david howard thornton being art the clown because he he carries the whole thing himself basically um but I would actually rate it as a 10 out of 10. I know it's not that highly rated as a horror film because it doesn't have a story and you don't care about the characters and you don't really have an explanation as to why Art the Clown is killing people. He just appears out of nowhere and just goes to town. And I think that's awesome because that movie isn't trying to be anything else than what it is, which is just a showcase of look at this crazy, creepy, horrifying mime kill everybody in his path in graphic, violent ways. And so for me, it worked, but I'm someone who loves that type of stuff. I went to go see Rob Zombie's Halloween with some friends back when that came out. And I must have been in like either eighth grade or ninth grade. I forget, but that shocked me because those like Rob Zombie's Halloween movies are so much more violent and graphic compared to like, especially like these new ones or even the ones before that. It was just like a whole new level of just holy shit, man. Michael Myers doesn't fuck around. And I liked it. And so with this, I was like, ah, this is awesome. This is my type of thing. Despite the fact that I read the 
parents guy and was like, damn, that sounds a little too much. I still watched it and I loved it. <clears throat> so yeah, Terrifier 1 was, like I said before, a proof of concept. Look at this guy kill people. It's awesome. Cool. And that leads into Terrifier 2. So Terrifier 2 is actually totally fan-funded. It wasn't backed up by the studio at all whatsoever. So the fans are the ones that actually funded this film. And had I known that Terrifier 1 was what it is, I saw it on Netflix being advertised. And at the time, it looked really creepy. And I liked the look of art. But I'm also a huge It fan, so I kind of thought, well, kind of seems like it's just a ripoff of Pennywise. And I love Pennywise a lot. Don't get me wrong. Pennywise is awesome. But I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it later. But apparently, yes, if if I had watched that movie back then, I would I, I would have definitely been someone to donate like five or ten dollars just to make the second one. Which makes Terrifier 2 an indie film. Terrifier 2, an indie film, is being rated higher and is getting better reviews than Halloween ends as of right now. It's a completely fan-funded film. It's insane that, it's as, that it is as successful as it is. It's just... It's going to really upset the, not upset, but it's going to make some changes in how horror movies, especially slashers, are going to be made from here on out. It's going to make a big impact. And you heard it here, folks. Heard it here first, folks. <clears throat> Sorry. So, yeah, moving on to Terrifier 2. So Terrifier 2 was actually a just a massive, massive improvement on every single level of Terrifier 1. I would give it like a 20 out of 10 if I could. And I actually made an IMDb account just to give it 10 out of 10 stars because it was just so good. Not only is there now a storyline, there's a protagonist. There are characters you care about. The, the gore and the kills that art does are completely over the top gory, the visual effects, the practical effects are just so honed in. It looks so real. And yet it's just like so over the top and so bloody. And at sometimes comedic. It's really strange. Some of the stuff he does, you're just like, why am I laughing at this? Just why, why? And it's just, it's that kind of movie. It was just an improvement on every single level. Now, I thought that Terrifier 2 was probably a little too long. And I also was kind of hoping for a lot more kill scenes from art. The movie seems to just do like a, a little balance act. So it goes from the storyline from the protagonist, Sienna, 
and her family and her friends and then explaining that and then it goes into okay well here's art now and what's he gonna do and he you know kill somebody and it's super super messed up and it's graphic and it's horrifying and then it goes into like some storyline and some art and storyline and art and storyline and art and i feel like it could have been condensed a little bit but it still works and where I would change some things, I guess I would make the last 30 minutes of that movie just a little bit shorter. Maybe cut out some of the story building scenes or condense them with Sienna, who is the protagonist, and just kind of fine tune it. But I also would have added a lot more just kills from art. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier that there was a hacksaw scene that they were trying to outdo in this movie, and they did it. And I'm going to explain it in graphic detail. So basically, <clears throat> one of Sienna's friends gets... a very messed up, twisted Art the Clown treatment. And what happens is he breaks into her house. And the first thing that happens to her is that he cuts her face, I want to say from like the brow down, which also splits her eye open. And it's, it, you see the whole thing. And so there, she's got a slash going down her face and her eye is split open. And then he takes these little scissors and starts cutting at her forehead, kind of where her hair is, and, and he scalps her. Just rips her hair off and then throws her on a bed and then begins doing these just large cuts into her back. He then takes her left arm, snaps it at the elbow, and then twists it around and rips her forearm off. Continues cutting her. He then leaves while she's a bloody mess on the ground trying to reach for the phone because Sienna is calling her. And he comes back and he has bleach and salt and then he pours bleach all over her, which with all of her cuts and her wounds must be extremely painful. And this is a very long drawn out scene. They really just didn't pull any punches whatsoever. And then he starts taking the salt and pours it on her. Then he gets a handful of it and just rubs it into her back where he was cutting into her back. And you think it ends there, but <laughs> the twisted part is her mom comes home and she's like, like, Allie, where are you? Our Allie? And then she sees that like the window has been broken in. She goes upstairs and Art has put Ellie sitting up in her bed and she's still alive, but like half her face is ripped off and he's just like still cutting into her and like ripping flesh off of her leg or something. And she's still alive. And I think she says like something like mom, Oh, with like half her face missing. So her eyeballs popping out like her like jawline. You can see it's just very, very, very graphic and easily tops the the hacksaw scene so there was that in terrifier too 
Terrifier 2 also added in some magical elements. Apparently, Sienna's dad may have or may not have created art through his artwork. Um, there's also a magic sword or knife. It's more of like a whatever the gladiator gladiators use. It's like that kind of short sword that's sharp and just, I guess, good for stabbing. I don't know. But overall, a definite improvement. A little too long, but I think it's the, I think Terrifier 2 is the best slasher film ever made. It just hit every single thing for me. I have, I love slasher films that are violent. I want it to be gory. I want it to be just a total ride. And this was that in every single way. I haven't seen anything like that. The closest things are Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. And like this just totally blows it out of the water. It just blows both of those movies out of the water. It's like, well, my gore is even better than yours. It's more realistic and it's sadistic and it's twisted and it's like funny in a weird way. So yeah. Yeah, those those uh those two movies are not for the faint of heart. And it's definitely not something you would take a date on unless you know for a fact that the person you are dating likes that kind of stuff. But with that being said, we're going to take a little pause here. You might have to hear another ad. I'm sorry. And we're going to talk about where could Terrifier 3 go? So where does the Terrifier franchise go from here? Damien Leone, the director, has said that he would like to end it as a trilogy. And if there's a possibility of further films after that, he didn't really say no to it, but he wants to end this storyline as a trilogy. So Terrifier 3 is definitely going to be made, especially with the success of this film. Now, the number one question on everybody's minds is going to be, how does he top the gore of this one for a third one. <clears throat> and I think that's actually quite simple to do. I think you just add more scenes with art killing people. With the third film, you don't have to build up the protagonist with all this backstory because that backstory has already been built up. You can actually dedicate more screen time to art the clown killing people so you can have a longer film maybe two hours where it's just a lot of just brutal gory killing that art does because the story like the the backstory has already been said in the previous movie so you don't have to spend as much time explaining things while there is still a lot of things to be explained I don't think it would take that long. So a third film would in a perfect world look like 75% just art killing people and 25% finishing off the story of the last film and reaching a conclusion. How do we kill this thing? Let's do it. 
and that's it. The other question is, how do you top Allie's death? Because they had to top the hacksaw scene, and then they have to top now Allie's death. I don't know. I don't know how you would top that. Perhaps some flaying of skin. It would have to be drawn out a lot more, and it'd have to be even more gory somehow. Maybe like ripping out guts. I don't know. But with the success of this one, Damien Leone knows that he has to now top that. And as a practical effects guy, he's the one to do it. So I wouldn't count him out <laughs> in being able to supplant now the new thing. I would actually like it to be two movies. So maybe a first film establishing lore, but not too much, still getting art killing people. And then a third one art killing more people. And then seeing a, being the protagonist that's still alive actually destroys him. <clears throat> I think that would be a smarter direction to go in. Because it gives like some breathing room. You, you can stretch it out. There is going to be a, like clearly with two films, a lot more practical effects and a lot more killing that you have to show on screen. And it has to be just absolutely brutal. But I think that would be a good way to just put a little cherry on top. And definitely don't go with the Halloween ends way of things where you see art for 10 minutes and he has like a protege. Because apparently that's what happens in that movie and that's why I'm not going to see it. I just... It's not even worth my time to stream it. Even if it's free on Netflix, I don't think I'm going to watch that movie. Which is unfortunate because Halloween and Halloween Kills were really good movies. But apparently Halloween Ends is just terrible. So I don't think Terrifier 3 would actually go down that route. Damien Leone knows that his fan base is totally fired up after Terrifier 2 and they want Terrifier 3. And I want a Terrifier 3 part 1 and 2. And I think that's probably where it's going to go. Maybe not. Maybe they'll do it in one movie, but I think part 1 and 2 would be a good way to keep the fan base interested and then also explain what happened with Terrifier 2 because there's there's a magic sword it's like okay well your dad gave it to you why is it magic there's just lots of questions I need answering and so with that being said this is the end of the Terrifier podcast and all I can say is David Howard Thornton awesome actor 
should get an Oscar for this. It's so good how he's able to portray Art the Clown and just express emotions without saying words. It's just insane. And I'm going to get the actress from Terrifier 2 who plays Sienna. Lauren Lavera, who plays Sienna, the, pro the finally the protagonist that appears in the second film instead of the first. Awesome. Good foil for Art the Clown, a, a strong young woman who ends up beating the shit out of him, honestly, and cutting his head off. You need a character like that to foil a character that whenever he is on screen, it's like the only thing you focus on. They did a really good job of making Lauren Lavera's character, Sienna, also just as strong. It's just so good. So both of them on screen together are perfect. Damien Leone as a director. It's basically what I would direct, because if I was to do a, a horror film, I would do the same thing. I would just go for gory as I can possibly go, pushing the limits until the studio is like, Austin, we cannot do that. We cannot show that. It'd be like, okay, fine. Well, all right, there's the limit. I would push it that far, and I think that's what he's going to do for the third one. So, like I said, 10 out of 10 for Terrifier 1 and 20 out of 10 for Terrifier 2. And if you want to go see it in theaters, it's only going to be there for a couple of days by the time I publish this. So do it while you can. You will not regret it. It's really not that bad. You're not going to throw up. It's just a little gory. It's not the worst thing in the world. So with that being said, thank you for listening. This is Spooky Stories number three.